Once again, and welcome to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I am so happy that you're here with me again today. What is today's topic? It's a good one. It's actually a two-in-one. Remember when they would do that with records? I think they did it with CDs, too, and, and cassettes. I know they did it with cassettes. Like, For example, I had a vinyl copy of the record, Carl and the Passions by the Beach Boys, Nobody really bought that record, so it was sold as a part of a set with the Pet Sounds record as a, quote, special bonus album. Now, the bonus album was obviously thrown in to help sell it, and probably most people bought it for the bonus Pet Sounds record. That's probably what I did, too. Anyway, that's an example of a two-in-one, two-for-one deal. Well, the two-in-one topic that we will tackle together this time around is the halo effect and the horn effect. What are these things? Well, this will be a fun ride because we either have done these things or at the very least we've seen others do it. Maybe it's been done to us, so it's really relatable. So what to start is the halo effect? Let's get into the the technocratic definition here. Merriam-Webster defines it as a generalization from the perception of one outstanding personality trait to an overly favorable evaluation of the whole personality. Blah, blah, blah. In other words, something about someone makes you just like them completely and instantly. They get the halo effect. Whatever it is, they won you over. But what's the horn effect? Well, you probably have guessed. The horn effect is a form of of cognitive bias that causes one's perception of another to be unduly influenced by a single negative trait. In other words, something about someone makes you instantly not like them completely, even if you don't really know them. Here's an example. Let's say you're in a position where you hire people for a job and you're considering hiring someone And that person has on their application that they went to the same high school that you did. You talk and you find out that you had some of the same teachers. You feel instant chemistry. You think, I like this guy. He would be perfect for this job. That's the halo effect. What about this? You're hiring for a job and the person comes in and looks just like your ex-girlfriend or your ex-boyfriend from a really bad relationship. You may say, "Mm, I don't know about this one. I'm not sure if they'd be a good fit. That's the horn effect. See, in both cases, neither outcome is reasonable. Neither outcome is fair. The person benefiting from the halo effect may have absolutely none of the skills needed for that job. You just like them. And the one being passed over because of the horn effect may be absolutely perfect for the job, but neither really had a chance to prove themselves. And you know, it's crazy. For some in a hiring process, I've seen this come down to something as simple as the grip of a handshake for some to put a person in either category. 
I like a nice firm handshake. And that guy didn't give me a nice firm handshake. I don't think he's the right guy for the job. Really? That is the horn effect. At, at its best, these behaviors make one miss out on good results. At its worst, these behaviors are the blatant offspring of racism and sexism. You see, what happens is that we tend to go to extremes when either the halo or the horns land on the particular person's head. For example, if someone is a person's personal sports hero, they may ignore things about them that they normally wouldn't like in another person because they like their athletic capabilities so much. Maybe they're charismatic, so they get the halo. Hero worship of any kind generally results in the halo effect. On the other hand, if someone, say, has a different political ideology than another person, especially in today's climate, often they instantly get the horns. Demonizing people of any kind generally tends to do this too. Uh, it's almost like the concept of mistaken identity in a way. Think, for example, of, of the film The Wrong Man that came out in 1956. It starred Henry Fonda, and it was based on a real-life incident about an innocent man who was arrested about being, because he was being mistaken for a criminal. It's so easy to assume that when certain circumstances are ciphered through our own personal opinions, well, that must be the guy. And this takes shape in many different kinds of scenarios. I found this interesting. According to the site verywellmind.com, several different studies have found that when we rate people, for example, as good looking in our own minds, we also have a tendency to believe that they have positive personality traits, or maybe they're more intelligent. One study even found that jurors were less likely to believe that an attractive person was guilty of a specific criminal behavior on the norm. However, there's a twist to this too. You see, this attractiveness stereotype can also be a double-edged sword. Other studies have found that while people are more likely to ascribe a host of positive qualities to attractive people, they also are more likely to believe that that person must be vain, probably are sneaky and dishonest, and likely they use their attractiveness to manipulate others. So physical attractiveness can foster either the halo or the horn effect, depending on the stereotypes that one decides to buy into. I guess a factor here is what we ourselves have experienced. Think about race. Uh, talking about really race relations is a loaded thing, and, and I'm, I'm not going to get controversial. I'm just going to be honest. You can have a Caucasian, for example, from Los Angeles. You can have a Caucasian from Alabama. You can have a Caucasian from Boston. All not just Caucasians, but also Americans. And each one probably has their own complete spin and take on the world. They're all completely different. They each have their own lived experiences. Now, you could note this and appreciate this, or you could just look at them physically and see three white guys. You could do the same with other races, too. And it seems too easy for us to just assume that whatever experiences we had with a small group of humans on our little piece of land on this earth that we're comfortable with defines how all other cultures are the world around. 
this truly is neither fair, nor is it realistic, and it's probably wrong. So how can we combat either the halo or the horn effects when it comes to our own perceptions? Maybe we should break it in half. Sure. We have our initial knee-jerk for whatever reason reaction because of what shaped us in our lives. That's going to be there. But then stop. Pause. Don't let it linger. View each new person as just that, a new, fresh human being. Each are molded by things, exposed to things, not exposed to things. Each person can be viewed as someone we legitimately don't know until we legitimately know them. Then, as individuals, we give each other a fighting chance to understand one another. If we commit to someone being good or someone being bad with nothing to back either of these up, we're setting ourselves and that other person up for failure. Try this too. Really meditate on this for a second. You, my friend, are being judged as well. Someone looks at you and immediately forms an opinion about you. They give you the halo or they give you the horn. It's not up to you. It's up to them. It's up to their perceptions, their experiences, and their prejudices. Do you like that concept? Me neither. So let's try to thwart this when we meet someone new. We think we know things sometimes, but oftentimes we, we know nothing. Now, to be balanced, if we legitimately feel threatened by someone for realistic reasons, we don't always have to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and jeopardize our safety. Just, just make sure that it's not some pseudo-intuition based on a stereotype or a personal prejudice. Think about it like this. Let's say three people get arrested for robbing a bank, and all three of those people wore green shirts, and I see it on TV. Now, should I mentally associate the green shirt as the bank robber's uniform for the rest of my life? Or did three separate dopes who robbed a bank just happen to be wearing green shirts on that occasion? Same thing. Let's say three guys with blue shirts all run into a burning building and save some kittens. From now on, do we declare anyone wearing a blue shirt to be a humanitarian and a hero? It's too varied and it's too impossible for that to be a realistic conclusion. In closing, think of it this way. We have enough drama in our lives without creating more that may not even be there. We have enough confusion in life without making more. Remember that each person, though we are all physical human beings with hearts and minds and eyes and ears in the same places, each one of us is shaped on their own experiences an individual. If we remember that, then everyone has the opportunity to not be falsely given a halo or horns, just decency and respect. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we hear these thoughts expressed musically and lyrically. We have for you this time around a Halo and Horn Effect playlist. You can find it really easy on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Halo and Horn Effect. So what songs are ready to go? Song number one is Sick of Myself by Matthew Sweet. 
This is an interesting take. The lyrics say that he's sick of himself when he looks at someone beautiful and true. Essentially, he puts his own horns on himself here, and we can even do that to ourselves if, if, if we're not careful. Song number two is Hero Worship by the B-52s. Song number three is You're the Reflection of the Moon on the Water by Grant Hart. Of course, he was in the band Husker Du. I got the chance to interview him before he died, and I'll always remember his stipulation to my interviewing him. He said, I'll be happy to do it. Just, just please make sure the questions are good. How cool is that? Number four, Angel Sigh by Spiritualized. When the peaks and valleys of this song kick in, it's really a powerful piece of music. Number five, Perfect Couples by Bell and Sebastian. It describes perfect couples and then asks, why do they break up? It, it fits to me because we may halo effect a couple, but it doesn't stop both people involved from still being human beings. Number six, you can't judge a book by the cover, by the Sonics. Number seven, Divine Thing by the Soup Dragons. Number eight, Love is a Stranger by the Eurythmics. First off, I love this song. Secondly, I would like to both better myself and clear something up from my past, if you don't mind. When I was 18 or 19, I played a prank on a girl that I was good friends with at the time. I told her with an elaborate backstory that Annie Lennox from the Eurythmics was, was my aunt. She believed me, and I'm almost positive that I never cleared it up and I just let her keep thinking this. So if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, I, I wasn't telling you the truth. I'm sorry. Okay, I feel better. Number nine, Empire State Halo by Echo and the Bunny Men. In the number 10 spot, we have Judgment of the Moon and Stars by Joni Mitchell. So you can find this really nice playlist easily on Spotify. Again, just type in Refresher Podcast dash Halo and Horn Effect. On behalf of the Refresher Podcast, you guys are so great. This podcast is made for and supported entirely by you. I humbly want to share that this podcast now has completely unsolicited contributors that finance this thing, make donations monthly to keep it going. This is so mind-blowing to me and so totally appreciated. On behalf of the Refresher Podcast, you guys rock. Now, if you would like to join them and make a small monthly contribution, there's a link that says support this podcast. Uh, under the episode description on Spotify, and it gives you the options of contributing either 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. Now, if you're so inclined, please do. But whether you do or you don't, I, I'm just happy you're here, and I hope that this little program keeps you company, entertains you, informs you, most of all, helps you. Thanks for spending some time with me again this time around. Another podcast of note is the Managing Expectations podcast. Check it out on Spotify. It's well worth it. Uh, they have some good hosts and a good rotating cast of characters that come on and talk about pop cultures. You, you got to check it out. It's the Man Managing Expectation podcast featuring Jeff and Brian. Also, 
There is the 7208 podcast on Spotify, too, where an amazing child named Harrison Levine and I have teamed up for multi-generational pop culture blended to perfection. That is the 7208 podcast on Spotify. Good on you, Harrison. You're, you're, I love you, you tiny, tiny man. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by John Villafuerte. And until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care. Do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We shall see you next time.